Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Baby Project Podcast, a podcast where my husband and I discuss the ups and downs, the joys and anxieties of becoming first-time parents. This episode is slightly different from our regular episodes. We recently sat down with Ryan's mother, Susie, to gain a different perspective and hopefully learn something from her baby project. Enjoy. found out that you were first pregnant 19 18 how what was your living situation like um i was living with my husband in a trailer cool all right what well how um how long had you been married let's see um i got married in june and i found out i was pregnant in august Okay, so short amount of time. Well, how did you find? How did you find out you were pregnant? Like Elise was sick. No, I had missed. Um, I had missed my period a couple days. Okay, and that's a pretty classic sign. Yeah, I had the missed period and the morning sickness, but I didn't go right away to confirm it. Were you suspicious of it though? Yeah, I was pretty sure. Okay, all right. Yeah, so what? Like, what were you? What were you doing when you found out? Like, did you tell, how did you tell my dad that you were pregnant and all that jazz? Your dad and I went on our lunch break to the health department and I got the test there. We found out together. You guys worked at the same place? No, we worked in the same town. Oh, okay. He could take his lunch whenever he wanted. So he took it on my lunch break and we went to the health department. So then they said, you're having a baby. And then what was the reaction? I was scared. Okay. I was kind of happy, kind of scared, kind of, oh, no. Okay. My husband was, like, not excited, but not not mad or sad, just kind of accepting, I guess. Are you guys, because you guys lived in Kentucky at this time, right? Yes. Was that, because um, my, my whole vision of Anvil kind of revolves around Mamaw's little double-wide trailer. Right. So, like, to me, Anvil always seemed like an impoverished area or, like, country bumpkin land. Not to be, like, offensive <laughs> to people in Kentucky, but that's just how I always viewed it. Right. It is, is. Is that accurate? Was it, like, a poor place? The plot of land where your grandma lived was a very poor place. <laughs> but there was nice houses around, across the street, next to it. There well, were like, nice houses. You guys lived there when you when you found out you were pregnant. I'm saying, like... When I found out I was pregnant, we still lived in the trailer. And then shortly after that, um, friends of your dad's were moving. Well, it was a lady, and she was moving to Ohio to live with her son. And they had known him their whole life, so they asked us to move into their house. And we paid them rent to live there, and we took care of the house and watched it. Hmm. Oh, that's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. yeah, you didn't have to worry about buying a house, and you don't have to worry about that with a baby on the way. What were you right. What were you doing for work at that time? Because you said Dad was in construction. But what were you doing? I worked at the telephone company. So that's not bad. Well, I was laid off. The day that I found out I was pregnant is the day I found out I was laid off. Oh, so and and construction. So construction isn't um, what's that word I'm looking for? Constant. Consistent. Consistent. It's not consistent work. It's only what's available. Right. And so okay. So that had to have been scary, right? Living, it was scary. Because trying to live and at least build stuff uh, foundationally is 
probably a lot harder than what what we're going through. Right. Especially also, I mean, 30 years ago, times are a lot different now. Did that affect, um, did that affect how you planned for the baby coming? I mean, I imagine it did. What, what kind of things were you guys able to do to help plan for the baby to come? We couldn't do a lot. There was a lot of things we couldn't do. Um, we got used, got a used cradle. Some, I think his, my mother-in-law got from somebody. And then, um, my mom had sewn a lining for it, for the cradle. Just dollar store bottles and diapers. We didn't have a baby shower. I see you guys didn't, you guys didn't spend three months researching everything for the registry and then having your husband do his own independent research to get it accurate? No. When Derek, when Derek was born, you didn't even have to have your kid in a car seat. Oh my gosh. That actually yeah. explains quite a bit about <laughs> But I did have him in a seat. <laughs> but you didn't have to. Wow, that is very different. I wonder. Very different. Well, I guess it makes sense. I was going to say, I wonder why they changed the law. It was probably, oh, a kid died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dark things. When, so how did, how did your family react to it? Because I know, um, I mean, I don't know your deep family history, but I know that you kind of, your parents uh, were on and off with each other. And so you kind of helped take care of your brothers when you were younger so you guys must have been close right yeah i was always close with my brothers and so i was because how we did it is that we you know called everyone well we called the parents and then i texted my brothers because it's they yes they ryan made it a very short five minute event and elise made it an all-day event yes so i'm saying like is it different is it different because i mean we're far apart from everyone living in indiana and everyone else is in Ohio, but were you guys all in Kentucky, all centered around Anvil? No. Mom, well, Mom and Joe, Danny, and David lived with us. And then Larry came to stay. Well, I still lived in the trailer at the time I found out I was pregnant. So Larry had came to stay. And um, I told him, but uh, then he told my mom. And then it just kind of went through the family. Wasn't a big announcement or anything. Okay. You get a lot of calls from different people saying like, oh my gosh, we're so excited or... No. No, not really. Did you get, okay. did you get uh, any friend support? Any uh, friends that you, had, that you had down there? I didn't have any friends down there. Oh, okay. Well, what about the lady that was uh, your maid of honor? She was from Ohio. She was my friend in Ohio. Oh, okay. So that must have been kind of nerve wracking. I think that differs from us in a sense where I think we have more support going into our pregnant or our pregnancy. Um, whereas it seems like for you, this was very much, you found out you were pregnant. You unfortunately lost your job. Now you have to figure out what job am I going to get? How are we going to even prepare for this baby to come? And then on top of that, it's really came down to you and Bill planning and getting ready for this baby. Um, but it sounds like your mom was also there to help as she, well. Yeah. We had moved and she had moved in with us Okay, and she was there when I brought the baby home all the way up kind of talking about preparing for the baby. Did you have like a birth plan? Did you have any, I know that that's a big thing, you know, Ryan and I are trying to figure out our birth plan and what we want to do to prepare for Elijah's arrival. You know, did you have any sort of birth plan or anything like that? Would you, given the second, given the opportunity to go back in time, would you change the way that they did the procedure? 
So the doctor that I went to, any first-time parent had to go to his classes. Oh, okay. So we went to five classes. We literally just went to our last class when um, Derek was born five weeks early. So, well, four and a half weeks early. So um, we weren't prepared, but we'd been through the classes. I didn't really have a birth plan. I was worried because we lived in Jackson County and his doctor was in Pulaski County. So that was a good 50-minute drive. Oh, wow. To the hospital. Oh, my goodness. Because there were no... I was not having my baby in the hospital in London. And there were no good obstetricians anywhere in Laurel County. So... Or Jackson County. So we went... We I went to Pulaski County. So I was worried if I went into labor or had an emergency, getting to Pulaski County Hospital, to the Cumberland Hospital over there. But since I went... The doctor sent me from his office to the hospital. So that was taken care of. But... Hmm. Yeah, we really didn't have a plan. Yeah, because yeah, I, I didn't know I didn't know if that was a modern thing where they kind of like just in the past decade or so they make they try to get you to um, understand more what you're getting into and what everything entails just so that way everything goes smoothly. I think that is a more recent. Well, thing. that's what the doctor did. That's what his classes were. He hmm. was preparing you, first time parent. First time woman giving a birth, this is what's going to happen and this is how you're going to react, but this is how you need to react and taught us breathing and taught us, you know, he was very helpful. You're able to uh, put those into practice when Derek was born? All right. Because, well, because Elise is looking at birth plans and stuff like that and we'll we'll get into that in in, in a set, like in detail in another time, Um, but I found it very interesting that uh, you have people who are advocating for, like, um, not necessarily non-traditional, because you're still in the hospital, but, like, on all fours. On all fours, and there's, like, even the more non-traditional, even more non-traditional ways where you, you know, give birth in a pool at home. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's... But I'm saying just ways. in the hospital, because you went to the hospital. Yeah. If, like, given time, going back in time, would you have done it differently, or do you think how he was delivered... You know, barring the complications that arose, do you think it would have been better uh, to do it on all fours? So I think that's very interesting. I don't know, because I don't really know. You know, I don't know. I know that my one granddaughter was born with her mother on all fours because they were having a hard time getting her to come out. So Is that Paisley? Yes, Paisley. Paisley. Mm. That is interesting. Yeah, I wonder if... I wonder if that was a more recent thing where people want you, where, you know, your OBGYN wants you to understand more of your birth plan versus if that was something that they even, it sounds like you had the classes, but that would be something interesting to ask my mom if she had the classes, you know. Do you think it's more of like an autonomy thing where like, say like taking the classes might be like, well, this is what you're going to do. Whereas the birth plan is like a collaborative thing. So it makes it feel, makes it feel like the, the mother is in, in more control. I, I think. I don't, maybe you can give some insight on this, but I, I think so. I feel like there are mothers who have probably gone through the experience of birthing and number one, they weren't told what to expect. I mean, we all are told that birthing is awful and then it's going to, it's going to hurt. Um, but I think it's also like, you know, when you don't understand what's going to happen and then you just start giving birth or you go to the hospital because you know, you started labor you're just kind of told in the moment of what to do versus if you have a plan, you feel like you've got more say versus somebody just 
making you follow protocol step by step and you don't know what's coming next, you know? So I, I feel like it's probably both, but. Right. I feel like the more you're informed, the better you're going to handle it. Yeah. Like, yeah. The more you can kind of have a voice in how you're going to be treated. So I try not to tell you, dwell on how painful it's going to be. You know, I tell you, do, I tell you about the breathing exercises that the doctor, that I use through all three of my deliveries. You know, I use those breathing exercises. They helped so much and what to expect, you know, when you're this dilated, this is what you're going to expect. And when you're that dilated, this is what, you know, he, the doctor was very informative. He, he really, I knew what was happening through the entire, until it it took a bad turn. But, you know, as long as it was going naturally and everything was going good, I, you know, I knew what was coming next. I feel like that is more helpful. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel like we all know, you know, giving birth to a child is not going to exactly be a pleasant experience, but it's more of how, how can we handle it? Okay. We know it's not going to be pleasant. Going to the dentist is not pleasant. So how do you, you know, right. You got to do it. So how do we then get through it? That's good. So that you're, you know, you're mentioning complications. So what kind of complications arose during Derek's, during, um, Derek's birth? Well, I got, um, I had toxemia where the blood pressure goes really high. And they call that preeclampsia now. So I wonder if that's something different or at least... I don't know. They called it toxemia, so oh, okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure. But okay. So they put me in the hospital, and I was in there for a few days, and it just wasn't getting any better. So then they started my labor with potassium or whatever. Potosin? Potosin. And um, the labor started really slow, and my blood pressure was just going up and up and up. And um, finally, I they came in and checked me and said I was like seven centimeters your dad had left. I don't know where he went. And probably went to get ice chips. Probably went to go eat. <laughs> and I think actually that's what he did go eat. And um, I, it, I just felt funny. Like I just felt really weird. So I called the nurse back in and I said, there's something going on. And I told my brother-in-law, I said, go find William. You know, something's wrong. So the they came in and he had my body was trying to expel him because my blood pressure had gone up so high. I was about to go into shock. My body was going into shock and it was expelling him. Oh my he was crowning. Like All right. I was trying to push him out. Yeah. And, um, but I wasn't, my body wasn't ready for him to come out. So he oh. was stuck. Oh my goodness. So the doctor come running in and William came running in and everybody was in there and, I was just kind of in and out, like in a daze, sure. and um, they used, uh, they put this plunger thing on his head, and the thing's on his shoulder, and they literally yanked him out of me, because oh his gosh. heartbeat had like, plummeted. yeah, he was barely, barely had a heart rate, and I was barely conscious, but oh the God. minute he was out of my body, my blood pressure went down, and it was like he was poisoned to me or something. It was the craziest <laughs> thing. But yeah, he was born with a big old cone, like a big, and his, and your dad was like, is he always going to look like that? <laughs> the doctor said, if you just squeeze through a little hole like that, your head would look funny too. But yeah. It was, it was scary. So did you guys, did you guys wait until the birth before you found out the gender? Cause we, you know, I know that ultrasounds are like more advanced obviously things get better over time technology increases over time um but did you guys did you guys try to find out the gender you guys just nah, it doesn't matter it didn't matter didn't matter at all what what did you want didn't matter but i felt like he was going to be a boy what made well what made you think it was going to be a boy 
I don't know. Just anytime I thought of, anytime I spoke about him or anything, it was a boy. I don't know why. I never thought of him as a girl. I didn't pick out any girl names. There are no backups? There are no backups for me, Stephanie. Yeah, because I knew you were going to be a boy, but I wanted you to be a girl so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, just to even the odds is what you said. Yeah. Did you have any wives' tales, you know, that people were telling you during your pregnancy? Uh, my mom said, don't raise your hands above your head, your arms above your head, because it would wrap the cord around the baby's neck. Oh, my gosh. That's kind, that's of, kind of scary. That's dark. I know. Well, because, yeah, the ones we found online, the episode we did, those are all gender-related. I th- and I think we were purposely looking for gender ones. We, I don't think we even thought about the ones that don't revolve around gender. So I guess that's, that's interesting. true. I mean, you also don't want to put, like, the sad stuff on these pregnancy websites because women's hormones are all over the place when they're pregnant you know i'm, I'm assuming you had the same thing mom yes yeah told you yes you men just have it so hard watching us hormonal women become pregnant so did you have any wives t- uh other wives tales other than that one yeah my mother-in-law um we were pulling into a driveway and they had gutted a deer and she like slapped her hand over my eyes told me not to look and I didn't understand why. And she said, because it could scar the baby. It could harm the baby if I saw something traumatic while I was pregnant. Oh, my gosh. Like, harm physically or, like, mentally? Is it going to come out being, like, Macaulay Culkin from The Good Son? Or is it just, like, going to be... <laughs> is he going to just have a cone head the rest of his life? Yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of took... I don't know really what she meant, but I kind of took it as, like, the baby would be deformed or something. You know? It was okay. almost like a bad omen. Yeah. Have you mm-hmm. have you learned any old wise tales in the meantime? Did do you have any for us? No. Just don't look at gutted deer. Don't ever do it. Apparently, apparently, which shouldn't be a problem. I don't think we know that many people that. We do live in an apartment. Hunt. It would be strange to see someone just hanging a gutted deer from their balcony. That, <laughs> I feel like it'd be more be sinister strange. undertones than just worrying about our baby at that point. <laughs> well, I know one that I feel like is true because all of my children were born relatively bald but ryan and ryan is the only one that i had heartburn with and they say if you have heartburn that your baby will be born with hair that is what i have heard too i have heard that if you have a lot of heartburn i have not had a whole lot of heartburn um last night i will say was the one night i've had a little bit of difficulty sleeping and i think heartburn kind of started so we'll see um but uh otherwise i'm 26 weeks now and i have not had any heartburn it would be pretty, you know, I know the child's probably going to come out looking like me. It's a boy. Probably. Um, it's it's going to be really cool to see the cowlick. <laughs> you know, like my defining feature on my child. I think <laughs> you're, you're definitely going to get a kick out of it. Yeah. You're, uh, I'm sure he'll definitely have a cowlick. You have your That'll father's be. cowlick, so. Bringing the baby home and... and do you what was what's your favorite memory from the beginning from like the first couple months if you can recall bringing him home we had a flat tire on the interstate or we had a <laughs> oh had my a goodness tire on the interstate so oh, everything state surrounding trooper had to stop and help us my mom and her husband had to come and get us everything surrounding Derek's pregnancy sounds like it was so so difficult well they didn't realize when they had yanked Derek out of me that they had herniated all, like, his belly button, his private parts, his groin, you know, all that was ripped. And they didn't realize that. And he would cry, nonstop cry, and he would projectile vomit every time he ate. And 
I kept taking him back to the doctor, and the doctor kept telling me that it was a new parent. New mom syndrome or whatever. And then one day I gave him a bath, trying to calm him down, and he's just screaming. And I laid him down on the bed to put his diaper on, and the hernias were all sticking out. And I just wrapped him up in the blanket, and I said, Mom, drive me to the doctor's office. I didn't call him or anything. And I walked in there, and I said, I want to see the doctor now. And she said, you have an appointment. I said, I want to see the doctor now. And I took him in there and laid him down, and I'm like, now tell me this is a new mom. And he's like, oh, you know. Oh, my gosh. He had to have surgery at two months old. Wow. That must have been scary. That was very scary. That must have been very scary. So it sounds like it was a difficult situation when you first brought him home. I mean, to kind of go along with the question of what was it like to bring, to become a first-time parent, sounds like it was pretty nerve-wracking and the fact that he was crying all the time and then projectile vomiting it seems like he was probably very hard to soothe in at two months yeah so you just gave birth and now it's two months later you have a baby that won't stop crying i'm sure that was probably not an easy transition to make no it was very stressful and there was a lot of stress in my house besides that and it was just it was a really hard time and and my dad uh finally came to meet Derek right before because he found out Derek had to have surgery and that was the first time my dad met him. And, you know, it was just, I don't know, you guys are, everything is so different with you guys. You know, you guys are so lucky to have all the support and stuff that you do. Yeah. It was hard. Yeah, I bet it was. Did it get easier after he had that surgery? Um, yeah, he was better. But he, Derek was really, until he was probably two, he had a lot of issues, you know, hmm. a lot of crying going on and stuff. But he outgrew it. And, And I I think we meant to come to this and we forgot. So the name, you know, we had a a podcast about names. We haven't Um, done that one yet. That we're going to do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You you chose the name Derek Wayne. Where did that, was there a place where you got that name? How did you come up with Derek Wayne? Wayne is after his uncle, Delbert Wayne. And Derek was, I couldn't decide on a first name. I didn't really like any of the first names. I didn't want it to be a plain name so there was some twin boys down the street from us named Devin and Derek so I like both of those names and we just decided on Derek so Derek Wayne and did you um I guess something I was kind of curious about did you have a lot of family that were really excited that were coming over all the time I know with my sister's first baby I mean she was just flooded it seems like with different family family members and I mean they were just all about this baby you know did you have and you already had people in your family, kind of living in your house. Did you have a lot of the same? Is Derek the first of the next generation? Yes. So that was a big deal. Because I remember Keely being born. That was a very big deal for us. Yeah, yeah. So was that, I mean, did everybody? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. You poor thing. I'm my brother, sorry. I'm my sorry brother Joe through. was extremely excited. He carried Derek around everywhere. He just loved Derek. My mom, of course, and my mother-in-law, they were excited. So three people, three people out of the entire family that was excited about this very first generation. Oh, was was my father excited? (laughs) He didn't mention him. I feel like... Well, Derek was two months old before your dad decided to come meet him, so... Wait, my dad? Yeah. No, not your dad. My dad. I'm saying, was my dad excited? (laughs) No, not really. Oh. No? Oh. Wow. All right. Must have been busy with the construction work. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, to... if you're listening to this podcast, you were not loved. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
So did did Papa only come because he thought Derek might like not make it or something? I think so. Oh my goodness! Maybe it was for his grandson. I know, I know. It's kind of a strange, strange reaction, but I mean, later on, as you know, Dad, my dad, had good relationship with Derek. You know, you guys. Mm. Just I guess it was the timing. I don't know. My him and my mom had just divorced and stuff. So. I guess that makes mm. sense. Just you know, kind of wrap to wrap things up since we're getting low on time here. Is there what what advice would you give us seeing what we've what we're going through and you have dutifully listened to every episode, which we very much appreciate. Um, what advice would you give us heading into the final stretches of this pregnancy? Enjoy them. Just relax, you know, take the days as they come. You're going to come to a point eight months, you know, eight and a half months. You're going to actually nest and you're, you're going to feel that baby. You're going to want that baby out. You know, you're going to really nest and just enjoy that, Okay. you know, sleep and eat and just nest. Mm. That'll be that what you remember the most out of your whole pregnancy. You're going to remember that last month that you carried that baby. Yeah. All right. What do you, what so do you, that was advice for me. We don't know yeah. what we're going to tell you. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm you just need for the to, ride. Yeah, just support her, whatever she needs, you know, whatever. You just have to be her 100% support. That last month's going to be hard. She's going to be miserable. Good thing we got those compression socks. <laughs> Not They're going to solve that. everything. <laughs> she's going to have a hard time sleeping. She's going to have a hard time sitting. You know, she's, she's going to, it's the last four weeks of a pregnancy are tough. Did you get, did you have, um, cause when we had the mother's day for her first mother's day, I got her a bunch of like pregnancy stuff. Um, did your, cause she hasn't worn the compression socks yet. I haven't needed to. Yeah, I haven't needed to. It's I fine. But I, I find, I find compression socks in, uh, very interesting. Did, would you have needed compression socks? Did you like swell up? Um, I would have, if I worked, yeah, I probably would have needed them. Because I, my, whenever someone talks about pregnancies and stuff, my immediately thought, like changing bodies, is oh, their feet are swelling. Oh. Is that mm. a normal thing? No, it's not every woman's feet swell. That's, oh. you're holding fluid and stuff in. Yeah. But the cons- compression socks can prevent that, though. Right. Later right. on when you're. Right. Did you travel a lot while you're, like, near late term? Because no. I've, I've told everyone we're not traveling the last month. That's a no go. No, you're not really supposed to. You're not supposed to be in like a car more than an hour at a time your last month because you can get blood clots and stuff. Oh, oh, fantastic! Because of how okay. much weight, more weight you're putting on your legs and your butt. You that know, makes sense and not moving around. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, thank you. We appreciate your willingness to come on the podcast to let us interview you and interrogate you. No problem. <laughs> I enjoy your podcast. What's your What's your favorite part? Or your favorite episode? What's your favorite thing I've ever said in this podcast? <laughs> At this point, this is getting interrogating. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you guys banter back and forth. I just think it's funny and it's just cute. Just how you guys are in real life all the time, you know. It's very indicative of our relationship. Yes. (laughs) It is. And the way you make each other laugh. I love the way you laugh at his stuff. Like, you just laugh out loud at his stuff. (laughs) Well, he's got this unique ability to make me laugh. It's good. I wouldn't say it's unique. You're very easy to entertain, but... 
Oh, I think it's because it's you. Thank you. Not necessarily you. everybody. I <laughs> yeah. think it's just because she loves you, and that's the kind of relationship you guys have. It's really sweet to watch. I envy you guys. You got, you are what I always wanted. You know. Oh well, thank you. It's very sweet. You're welcome. Thank you. What? Um, because this is on the back end. This is after the music's played. What? Um. <laughs> What's your what, what's your favorite topic or like what's something you think we should talk about that we haven't talked about so far? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you guys should talk about your difference in dis- discipline. That is, I agree. What's I like that discipline. Oh, because oh, you always do want to be good cop bad. Yeah, I yeah. Feel you, I, feel I totally agree. Well, that's really not. I mean. We can talk about philosophies and theories, but once we until we get into practice, that conversation doesn't really. No, but how you real. see that, how you feel like you're going to react to things, uh, yeah, you know, and then like how different actor. people react, how I reacted to things, how your dad reacted, how Gail did, how Steve did, you know, go into all that, and then how you feel like you're going to react. Okay, we do. I mean, we do role play occasionally. We'll we do. do. We should talk about that. And that's you know th- those are always fun because we use voices and stuff, like little voices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll take turns being little Elijah or little Amabel. Uh-huh. You know, just just so there's you know gender, yeah, differences. Because yeah. like we can't, you know, we're not gonna really talk about like if our boy is wearing a skirt that's too short. I mean, he can. That's totally on him. But I'm saying it's not something <laughs> like, hypothetical. It's probably not gonna happen a whole lot. Right. Right. Agreed. 